0: Welcome back to the Becoming More podcast episode number 28. Before we get started, I want to ask everybody to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Here in Becoming More, we go in-depth talking to some amazing people about how they have changed their lives dramatically and have inspired others to work towards the same. Today, I am joined by Anthony Domenico. Anthony, how are you doing today? What's going on, Brett? How are you doing? I've had better days this Sunday with the Eagles well, losing. I mean,
1: I've had a good day today. I don't know <laughs> about you, but I know I'm happy with today's result.
0: Yeah, it was it was good that I uh, we went, we had a, a reservation to have our daughter see Santa, so I missed the second <laughs> half of the game. I I didn't see after halftime in person. I just uh as we we're leaving the mall, I caught the last minute.
1: It was it was it was close. I mean, it was it's funny because my my nephew Luke is eight, and you know he's a Giants fan, but he does he doesn't know like what goes into a you know being a Giants fan and the miserable you know losses you'll sit through. So the Giants were up. Um, like thirteen seven, There was a minute and a half left. And he's like, we got this. I said, uh, we, me and my brother, my dad started laughing, like, hold on. It's, it's the Giants. And I'm sure they'll find And sure enough, they came out throwing with like a minute and a half left. And there was eternal. Like They almost lost. They could have lost that game. I was like, what are they doing? Typical Giants. They were just like, sit on the ball, you know, run the clock out. They're just they're, they're throwing the ball with a minute yeah. and a half left.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everybody's caught up. Like we were talking about the Eagles-Giants game from two weeks ago when this episode drops um but the (laughs) when I saw that there was a fumble I had heard there was a fumble because people were texting me and that there was a fumble and I was like oh game's over now because it's at the end of the game and then I saw that we got the ball back and I'm like how that even happened I didn't I didn't know until just now because I hadn't rewound I didn't watch any of the game
1: we had just went outside we were watching through the glass um my grilling he um was smoking up some wings and grilling some steaks so me and my dad went out we're with him and we had a cigar and and we were watching through the door and we're like typical giants there it is and we thought we we're gonna lose but you know yeah okay. yeah well, well,
0: well we, we we hitched our ride to uh, jalen rieger catching balls which is never gonna happen so that's that's why um i i can't stand that guy so <laughs> as an eagles fan he just drives <laughs> me insane it drives me insane because i think uh, i see justin jefferson doing all these things in minnesota and he was the pick after Jalen Rager, yeah. who was solely picked because he was fast. Not because he was a good receiver, but because he was fast.
1: Combine pick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And his combine numbers weren't even that good. But they were blaming it on COVID, you know, on uh, like, because that was like early COVID. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, he was, you know, and he, he was off. And then he played at Big 12 school, didn't have a good quarterback. So they kept making these excuses. And he's just not good. And he needs to be benched. But they, they, they won't do that till probably week. 16.
1: Okay. Well, uh, but
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a salty Eagles fan today because, I mean, we, we were going to like run the table and win the division, right?
1: Well, you thought that. No,
0: no I, I never thought that. I, I knew we were going to lose at least one game. Did so you take probably two.
1: oversized books and that oversized ball and get rid of them?
0: My oversized ball
1: is great. I like your background. It's always it's funny. Like, I like books and football.
0: Yeah, I, I like the bookcase. It just never was quite where I wanted it. position for this podcast but (laughs) anyway um so what i like to do at the beginning of the show for everyone is i like to ask everybody what is the bottom line of your journey so far because anthony said so
1: because anthony said so the bottom line is i i want to be healthy um more than thin if that makes you know it's weird like when i first started trying to lose weight like as an adult in my 20s I wanted to be thin. I wanted to be able to like take my shirt off and have abs and and be chiseled and like, you know, very superficial stuff like, you know, because you're in your 20s, you think differently than, you know, in your 30s. I'm in my 40s now. And health is really the main thing, like staying alive and being able to do things is sec- is totally in the forefront. And as far as like with the physical, I mean, that, that's second to me as far as like, you know, what I look like. With the shirt off or anything like that i'm okay with being you know overweight and even having loose skin i just want the health to me is is the most important like being a healthy person that takes precedent over the the, uh the physical part as far as the superficial look
0: yeah i i can understand that because i feel like i mean we're a few years apart but i'm in my late 30s and uh you know when you see a lot of people that have these huge transformations in their 20s you're, um, your perspective is a little different because you've been through, you're already like beyond that point and you're like, I just want to feel good. And like when I walk, I don't want like, you know, when we started, well, when you were like 586, right? um
1: 583. Let's uh, Gormie and Jarvis probably told you it was 586. But that's they're wrong on that one.
0: I, I I hear it on the podcast you guys do together. So I always yeah. like to throw it in. um But when I was over six and, you know, just walking, you know small distances was a strenuous activity oh compared to now like I you know I was walking a lot I know you you were um exercising a lot
1: yeah uh,
0: exactly. you, you know and now you can do so much than you could do that, then and that's I'm kind of with you on the same like I just want to be healthy like I, I don't really I don't need the the six-pack abs or the uh the 24-inch the, the, the
1: pythons or anything I don't care about it either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. You know, like I said, as I get older, I care about certain things uh, more and other things less. And like that part of it, I mean, I, you know, I look at it like I'm, I'm 42. Who cares? Like, I don't I don't. And that's maybe the beauty of since I've been in my 40s, I care less about those like things. I wear what I you know, it's it's the winter now. It's like getting cold. When I'm not working, I'm in a track suit like 24/7, and I, I it looks ridiculous because we had a Tony sopranos, Soprano style. Well, we had a Sopranos party at my brother's yeah. house, and like as we all dressed up like the Sopranos. We all wore tracksuits, and all of us were like, the guys were like, "This is really comfortable." Like, what? And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> this is the whole winter. This is it." I went out and I bought like three in the same color. My brother today was like, "Did you just buy that in blue?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is it. That's all. <laughs> it's all winter. This is what's going on."
0: I, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, I uh, now, now that I can shop at uh, like J C Penny's big and tall instead of having to go to the DXL and I get the clothes for way cheaper. Uh, that's, that's my I favorite I thing. I
1: don't, I don't trust uh, a, a, a J.C. I don't trust if it's big and tall, if it's not in a, in a regular store, I don't trust it. OK, Just the uh,
0: way uh,
1: fit, for me, the way they fit is not right. Like I am. They make a DXL. They get me. They understand. The, the like, get you. You yeah. yeah. They understand my shapeness, my lumps, and everything. Where JCPenney's, it just doesn't. For some reason it never fits right. It's just always like either time. I know
0: the uh, the champion stuff fits pretty well. That's what I found. The XLTs are pretty good.
1: Congrats, congrats, Brett. Congrats. You
0: and JCPenney's and your champion. Hey, I'll, I'll take are you it.
1: You buying champion because Jarps wears it? Is that what you're doing?
0: No, I'm trying buying it because it's usually on sale. Jar Jar uh I, Jarps is all Redcon now.
1: Yeah, I, I saw him last night. He had the shirt the sweatshirt on.
0: Yeah. Every time I see a post, he's uh, he's in Redcon. So I don't think he's uh, on the champion bandwagon anymore. They probably no. kicked him off. <laughs> uh, all right. So what I like to ask everybody getting to know you a little bit um, is a kind of background growing up and what led to the point where you had to um, make a change to lose weight. So like growing up, were you like a heavy kid, um, former athlete, because we've had some of each uh, like both are are always interesting. Um, so talk about that a little bit. Like like growing up, like how how did you eventually get to the point where you uh, were at in your like twenties and thirties?
1: So I was I was always overweight as a kid. I was a heavy kid, but I played sports. I was very active. Um, good baseball player, football. Um, I even played basketball with my friends, hockey. Like you know, I played. We were outside all the time. I mean, I think that's also with my generation. You know, kids that grew up in in the eighties and nineties, you were, you played outside. I mean, I know kids now are on their iPads and computers and everything, but no, we were, we were outside, we were playing. I played little league. I played in on, you know, always on two baseball teams at a time, then got to junior high played football. So there was, and I think that's kind of also what pushed the weight loss back even further. Like I wasn't worried about it because I was still doing these things I always wanted to do. It wasn't until I got to you know, my late twenties and early thirties that it was like, okay, now this is impeding on my life, but I had lost weight um, from 23 to 25. I lost 150 pounds. Uh, my first go around weight watchers as an adult. So I, and I gained it back and plus a lot more than going into my, my thirties. And that's when I really started to feel it. And that's when it was like, okay, I can't do things that I want to do. And walking is a chore and, and all that fun stuff that, you know, comes with putting on a lot of weight. But as a kid. I guess because I, I played sports and everything, it was just I just said, OK, I'm, I'm the big kid and that that's who I am. And, and I went with it and I was OK with it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of us have been there as a big kid Um question. What was your position in baseball that you played the most?
1: I was a catcher and third baseman. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, I played catcher mostly most of uh, it's, it's, it's where you can put the big kid, right?
1: Yeah, just put him back there and let him block it. No, let, let,
0: let, let him block the plate.
1: And I was no, I played catcher in a competitive league, but uh, yeah. third base I like, but I had the range of a tree. I wasn't.
0: Yeah, I, I played first a little bit and I, I, I would miss the ball sometimes. So then they were like, yeah, you're just gonna be catcher. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> cool. So you, you mentioned that you lost the 150 pounds on Weight Watchers the first time. And I know I know if everybody that listen to your podcast um, knows how you've used Weight Watchers multiple times. Um, so what, when you went through the first loss and then you regained, and then you went back to Weight Watchers in your thirties to lose again?
1: Well, I was on and off.
0: Okay. You
1: know, from when I joined as an adult at 20, let's see, so it was 2000, I'm trying to think I was like 22, 23 years old. Um, I've been on, it was a, until recently. So it was almost 20 years. It was on and off. It was constantly on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And there was times with success, uh, like the first time. And then I think it was around, yeah, 2000, between 2010 and 2011, before my brother's wedding, I lost 110 pounds. And then that was just because I wanted to be able to fit in the tuxedo and not have to worry about it. And then I put that back on. Plus, and that was really the, when I started gaining that weight, that was the rise to 583. But I was always on it. I was always on and off it, you know, because I felt like one. I really wanted to lose weight, but like secondly, I also thought I, sh- I have to be on it. I have to be doing something because I'm a big guy. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us find
0: that because like, uh, I know for me in my uh, mid 20s, I did those like sm- some kind of smoothie that was like, oh, this will help you lose weight. And, and it does for a little bit. But then it's, it's always that in- initial.
1: Oh, I've done uh, I've done like um. Xenadrin, stacker twos uh um, yeah. i did all the pills for what you know hydroxy hydroxy yeah and it's crazy because all those things like <clears throat> you read, like people like would dropping dead on treadmills taking that stuff i'm like i was taking a lot of this stuff like you know and i was like i was working out i'm like oh my god like i like i dodged a bullet there
0: yeah for sure uh and so when, when you hit 583 and like was there a moment where you're just like i need to like go go to weight watch like was this when you went back to weight watchers or were you currently on it and you just saw the number on the so scale I,
1: I saw it when I went back like the last time when I started losing weight I didn't know how big I was I knew I was high fives um cuz the last time i went I was like in the 560s and I, I I was like I was like praying that I put like on just like 10 pounds um but what happened was I had a couple of moments um one of them was I did a gig at a firehouse, I'm uh, also a stand-up comic, and uh, so there was no parking right up front, and I had to park in the municipal lot that wasn't, it was like maybe 100 feet away, and by the time I got to the door, my legs were burning, my back hurt, and I'm like, I was out of breath, I was huffing and puffing, I get up to the, you know, the, main, the, the floor where the show was, and I'm walking in, and my friend who ran the show goes, come here, you gotta, you gotta look at the stage, because I don't think you'll be able to get up, on, up there. It was higher up, like they could like step up, but like I was no way I was doing it. So they got these steps. And then when I was on it, I actually felt the stage like buckling. And the the weird thing that weird, but like I'm telling jokes and people are turning their heads, looking under the stage, like because they thought that thing was going to come through. Um, so that was a wake up, not like a wake up. But like, I was like, OK, I got to do something. And then. I told this story many times in the podcast, but it, it, I'll tell it here. I ordered like. worth of Chinese food one night And uh, After I ate probably most of it I started sitting there And like you know when you're so full you can't breathe Yeah yeah, Especially Chinese food Yeah I was like (sighs) I'm like this is how they're going to find me With like cartons around me And like you know half eaten lo mein And then I, I told my friend Nick Who joined with me I called him the next day I'm like dude we have to do something So on May 1st 2017 I walked back into ww and um changed my whole life and the way i look at weight loss and and food and everything else and um i had a good run with it yeah and i mean
0: so um uh, not to not to um uh, cut it too short but you know you 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 had lost over 200 pounds at your
1: yeah the peak. most I the most i had lost um I think it was like 217 the most i was down
0: okay yeah i mean that's
1: fantastic right that was great absolutely yeah <laughs> it was fantastic it was amazing
0: yeah um so so let's talk about that because um you know uh hitting i i i hit around the same amount myself before i had a regain recently um what were some of the, your uh, like nsvs that you had non-scale victories that you experienced during that 200 pound loss that you really like helped increase your confidence or increase your drive to want to keep going and or just you're just like thrilled that this happened.
1: Uh, the first thing was actually being an active participant, like with my family and my nephews and my niece and like getting down on the floor and being able to like, you know, play with them and color and stuff like that. That was a big thing. Uh, I had, you know, just the regular, you know, the things that we take, you take for granted, um, like people get on a plane, don't realize how stressful it is for people who are heavier and getting that and not needing an extender belt, those kind of things. You know, basically everything was, it was crazy. Everything's a non-scale victory almost when you're, when you come from 583 and then you're on your way down. Just regular life was, you know, you had moments where like, yeah, I was going to concerts again. I was going to Yankee games again. I was doing all these things that like people just like go do and don't realize that for some people it's, it's, you know, you stress about every factor of it. Like, where are you are going to sit? Where are you going to park? Um, are there going to be seats that I'm going to fit in? Or am, am I going to be able to have to stand the whole time? Can I stand the whole time? Uh, so those kind of things, when those things started melting away, that was probably this all-encompassed, like, non-scale victory. Like, yes, all the, this is happening, to you know, at the right time. And going to Islander games again. You know, I'm a big hockey fan, too. And, you know, I got to see games and go to games in new jersey you know just next you know the devils i got tickets you know all these things i said yes to and that i think was the biggest non-scale victory and so i didn't turn things down i didn't say no to things um because of my weight and because i just didn't think i was like yes i want to do it and i went and did it so that was probably the biggest non-scale victory overall besides the, the family stuff um was going ahead and just saying yes to life instead of no and missing out on a lot of things
0: Awesome, I like it a lot. Um, I again, I can relate to a lot, uh, especially like the going to games because for you the longest time,
1: audio games because they all stay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Thank yeah. you. Uh, but I, I went to a play a playoff game a couple of years ago. After I I was down like a hundred thirty or so. But even that at that point, I was just like feeling really good, and I went and I didn't like have to worry as much about the seat and the situation and walking from the parking all the way to the stadium and all we were in the upper deck because I was not paying a thousand dollars for a ticket for a playoff game and
1: Which, uh, was this
0: football or baseball football eagles uh it's Eagle Seahawks or tw- early 2020 I don't remember it yeah I mean giants have sucked for like a generation almost so
1: Super <laughs> uh
0: so, so awesome so we talked about NSVs. we talked about how much the giants suck um <laughs> <laughs> uh one thing i wanted to talk about was your podcast yeah. keep moving forward podcast which you recently renamed i did from the, from the yeah. ww bro podcast which people might have heard or uh seen many of their friends on <laughs> uh so, so I, I i was just wanted to have you tell our audience like why, why did you make the change from the ww Pro- bro podcast to keeping move keep moving forward
1: um well, as my journey was going on, I, I, I always ended every I end, I end a lot of my posts with keep moving forward. And that's not just something I always believe in, because to me, that's what I've done my whole journey is no matter what happens, I don't look I can't look back. I got to keep moving forward. And as the podcast started going on, um, you know, I, I did not want to be pigeonholed in just a, you know, weight loss. So it has to be about this and people got the people thinking it's just a, a, a podcast about WW, you know, at first I was very, when I first started podcasting, I was very, very into being a WW ambassador. That was like a big goal of mine. That um, kind of went away and just actually I'm not even WW anymore. Uh, I do calorie counting and macro counting with, you know, my fitness pal. And I think I stayed on WW longer than I, you know. I might go back. I probably will go back at some point, but I needed a break. I stay with it longer because of the podcast name. And when I would have X to have guests on, they were like, "Yeah, but I'm not on WW." I'm like, "No, no, but it's your story that I want to hear." And that's what really the podcast has started to become. Like, even from the beginning, it was a weight loss podcast, but I wanted to hear other people's stories. I wanted to hear people that were on keto, that had the weight loss surgery, um, that were vegans, that were doing anything to better their lives. And I wanted to hear success stories. So I was talking to my friend, Tracy Carnazzo, who is a very successful podcaster. She has. Um, she does a team Mom trash talk podcast, which is absolutely hilarious and fun. And so she's always like my podcast guru. Whenever I go to her, I'll go ask her all these questions and she'll help get guests a lot of the times. And when she asks, and she tells people about me. And it's like, you have to do my friend Anthony's podcast. Like, yeah, but I'm not on Weight Watchers. And it's just that whole thing Like yeah, but it's not about, it's about this. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's the, the name. So with moving forward with everything else in my life that's going on, I'm, I had a big life change this year. I, I recently moved um, out of a home that I, I lived in 41 out of my 42 years. You know, wow. the only time I didn't live in that home was when I moved in with my ex fiance. We lived together for a year. Um, but I lived in the apartment in that house, my childhood home, that my grandparents had lived in first uh, that my brother had lived in until he had started having children. And then I, so it's always been, families always lived in that, that place. And it's always been like, you know, the hub of the family that, that's, that's the house that, you know, my mother would take in anybody in the family, if they needed a place to sleep, uh, uh, a meal, anything. So that's the house meant a lot to me. So moving out of the house, into into an apartment and just a lot of changes were going on and like you know i just took my own advice we just move forward with it just keep doing it and i wanted the pod. i wanted the podcast to grow as well like you know i was happy with what was going on but i i think there was more there so um i i bounced the idea off some people and everyone loved it and i I made the switch i made the move and I, i renamed it keep moving forward because that's to me, that's what I'm trying to do. I have to do right now. You know, especially I had I had a tough year and um, moving forward is the only thing I could do. I can't live in the past with it. So I wanted the podcast to reflect what I'm doing, what I'm all about.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I love the name and obviously you changed it um, from W.W. Uh, and, and recently you hit 200 episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, ha, ha, like that's that's a good amount. Um, because anybody that's podcast for a while, unless you're like somebody like Daryl Perry, who has like 1,600 episodes. Uh, But, you know, having all those episodes and like you have like a large catalog of people to reflect on, like, because, I mean, I've been on it and I didn't do Weight Watchers and there's so many other people that do it. And, um, you know, anybody that listens to it, even if they hadn't been on it, they kind of get that it was more than just Weight Watchers. Because anytime you listen to it, you hear other stories than just, Let's talk about Weight Watchers, and, um, yeah, was- and, and whereas you are talking about about your uh, own successes and setbacks within Weight Watchers at the time,
1: and the only reason I named it WW Bro was because that's a very popular hashtag with guys on WW, and I also wanted to, you know, at the t- when I first started, be like, hey guys, listen, there's something we could do to change our lives, mm-hmm. and it's an option, and it just, you know, because the the ww women on long island would call me the bro their bro so kind of like fit into like what i was doing but you know um it did pigeonhole me i think a little bit as far as with the podcast and, and getting guests and stuff like that
0: well well with the new one i'm hoping you get all the guests and exciting yeah. one coming up yeah
1: awesome yeah i'm not going to say it but uh okay it's um uh, probably the biggest guest i've had so far as far oh, with, wow. uh, fame and popularity and What they've achieved so are you you gonna do the thing where you
0: can tell me off air
1: no i'll tell you off air yeah yeah. which which is
0: which is my favorite thing that happens on podcasts
1: when i you know when i oh yeah that morning that's what i want oh yeah that's what i want
0: for sure hey that's awesome man um all right so kind of switching gears here a little bit um one thing i like to do it with everybody is kind of ha- come up with like another topic besides our own backgrounds to talk about and one that we both have dealt with in the last year is dealing with regain because um i haven't really talked about it too much publicly um but in the last year i've probably gained about between 30 and 40 maybe 50 pounds um just because i you know I, I had a lot of life you had life you had the life change of moving um i had the life change of if you can hear she's crying in the other room uh, a little bit and then also we're we're setting up to move in the next uh, month so it's a lot of like getting the house ready to sell it because we have a mortgage and then we're tomorrow we're actually sign the papers for the new house and so it's, it's a lot of a lot of stuff Wait, um,
1: of okay I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I, i'm buying a you know an attic in someone's house yeah I'm a whole
0: <laughs> I, I do like your soundproofing though you like that yeah i do
1: um but anyway so I'm in my bedroom that's the, there's the illusion to everything like, um you know, not in the studio I'm in my bedroom and you're like oh I'm my whole house
0: i'm in a hallway
1: right now all right
0: so so uh, not, not, not not not
1: that much different okay
0: sure um so
1: where's bed sheets are right over there by the way They're, i'm looking right at them
0: that's awesome i'm looking at a wall <laughs> <laughs> uh so i had a few things i wanted to ask you just because i i know you're some of the Issues I've had as I've been trying to get back on track because you know we all have the proverbial we want to get quote unquote back on track and then we stumble again or we like do whatever yeah. we, we don't we don't follow what we know we need to do even though we've done it before because we both have lost significant amount of weight mm-hmm. and, and yet we we go in the opposite direction and then we're kind of waffling back and forth so how do you deal with the frustration of being at the same place you were well over a year ago now like for me like right now the way I am I was in like in like June of 2020.
1: Well, one you have to stop that um that was a big thing for me you can't go you can't you can't compare you can't you're in a different spot um because here's a, here's the truth of it as far as physically when you start putting weight back on it's not the same when you're taking it off and at that weight it's almost the opposite you f- i feel worse than you know and i feel it coming back on i feel the extra weight on um i had to stop comparing because i would do the same thing open up facebook every day and, you know, because I've been so open and sharing, that's all my Facebook memories are, just like, you know, milestones and this and that. And I'm like, I'm seeing the same way I am now. Um, and I remember, and it was, you know, a few years ago and I have to just put that, you have to put that in your head. You, you can't worry about that. You have to really be like, okay, what, because you're gonna just, it's gonna keep spiraling. You're gonna be like, okay, well, I was there this time, you know, and then I start thinking like, oh, if I really stuck to it at this time, I'd be here. And that's where the self-sabotage and the spiraling, more spiraling happens. So um, what I do is just like, you know, I'm like, yeah, at this point I was that weight. And I'm just, I'm thankful that I'm not where I was before. And I'm thankful that I have fight left in me. You know, like it's, it's easy to go, go on and boast when you're, you know, you're dropping weight quite crazy and, you know, things are working for you. It's hard when you're struggling, you're putting weight back on. Uh, but you're still fighting. I mean, that's, that's how I look at it. I'm still fighting every day. It's not the same kind of fight. It's it's much more exhausting and tiring. But I know I don't want to gain the weight back and be where I was before. And I keep telling myself, okay, you're down X amount of weight. You'd be happy with this if this was just, you know, the case. Um, And that kind of helps level me a little bit. But to, to go to think about like, I was at this point on this date and now i'm here at this date and you start comparing that's where the the, that's a fine line there and it's going to just be nothing but trouble
0: oh yeah for for sure um i only realized it because i i almost never have any facebook memories on my weight loss because i don't really post about it on my facebook too much huh you have no memories I have no memories. <laughs> I I, I, uh, I almost never post my Facebook, but I, well, at some point, at one point, I posted when I hit a certain number, and I okay. and then and then I shared that, and then that came up a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, or not a couple weeks ago, but I I, I found it somehow, and I was just like, I was like, Ugh. but yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that where you get to get. I I'm not really uh, focusing on it, but it just was one of those things where it kind of messed with me for like a day or two.
1: Facebook does that. The memories. I'm telling you, I'm reliving right now my weight loss, my my lowest point um, when things started going wrong, and every relationship I've had in the last ten years. All my every day. That's what I look. You log into, and that's what you see, and it's crazy, but it can be self sabotaging. You know, I I just have to look at like, oh, I did that that day. I'm looking for something cool. Like, what was the cool thing I did that didn't involve an ex, weight loss and you know my current spiral that i'm in
0: yeah mostly i just try to find the memes that i posted that day mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or like occasionally like um if i went on a trip somewhere and then i saw like something that i did that was not anything related to my weight and i was just like oh cool and then i see a picture of myself i'm like i look a lot better now and that that also helps reinforce where i am now versus where i was in like 2016 15 whatever yeah. it was um so cool uh so so you kind of started down this road but how did you how do you avoid like a future a further stumble after you like so say you're like focused on the basic memory and you're like man and like all you want to do is like maybe it's bingy maybe it's just like like self-sabotage like how do you get back away
1: from that to move keep moving forward just trying to like i think back to where i was you know at, at my highest and the thought of being there again is like crippling it's like not just physically i'd be crippled but like just like emotionally it would cripple me like i i i feel like you know i did everything you know wrong and i'd be bent down on myself so i try to like be like okay we're struggling now but we're not where we were before so again i look at what happened the year before the two years before three years before I try to enjoy it like, OK, you did that. Let's do it again. And with that mentality kind of helps me like not go totally off the rails for the day. I mean, I haven't been perfect. I'm still struggling. It's, it's not fun, <laughs> but um, it's hard. I mean, I, you know, some days are different than others. Some days it doesn't affect me. And some days I have to talk myself off a ledge, you know, as far as like, you know, going to the store and eating everything.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely hear you because um, I I know a lot of it for me is uh, just old habits of work because um, I in January when I I switched uh, roles in my company and I wound up being in a building I was at back like five years ago when I would constantly binge eat when I was at six hundred yeah, plus pounds and you
1: had a good vending machine there
0: yeah uh, yeah they have a vending machine there but I almost never hit it but but I would like go sometimes go to the cafeteria where they also have food that you can buy let's
1: let's and not lie you went to the vending we all went to the vintage.
0: occasionally uh, not too often mostly because I. It doesn't work half the time so then like it just eats your money um but you know i'm just in like the same building where i used to be and i used to always like just snack all the time so then when i am there i'm like like i really want like this snack or that snack or whatever and it's just it's a lot of the mindset stuff that i just need to like work through it and I, I try i used to try tricks like oh i just drink a lot of water real fast and then i'll be like oh maybe i won't think about it or i'll go take a walk around the building or outside and then i'll come back and i'll still do it because it's still there um and sometimes, I'm, sometimes I'm working like I was working a lot of extra long days because I was like trying to offset hours for taking off for parental leave and stuff like that too and it such it a can,
1: responsible adult Brett. <laughs>
0: oh yeah it, it, it can uh it can get <laughs> it, it can just get really easy to like stumble right oh, because it's just so easy yeah. and you're just like yeah this bag of pretzels is only like 300 calories and i'll just have this and this will be it right and it will be fine it's only 300 calories and then it like leads to more and more because i'm so done with those pretzels i'm like i'm still hungry i still want something else um so so yeah so i i feel like coming up with like a plan is usually the best for me um because i I usually if i meal prep and have all it ready like i'll kind of keep on track at least and like i usually pack myself i don't like i think the worst thing you do is try to just like totally restrict yourself Whereas I, I usually try to have some stuff that I like, like whether it's like, like the sugar free, like pudding, like jello pudding, or um, even like a small bag of like M&Ms, like the fun size or something. So it's something more than just, you know, all health, all quote unquote healthy foods because yeah. carrots and, and ranch dressing only go so far, right? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, it's the thing, like, you know, you feel like when you feel like you're restricting yourself, I think that's where... Uh, the problems start because then you're like, well, no, I want that. Like you said, like if you let little things in and control it, I always find that's better than just like totally cutting out everything. Because then like when you that damn breaks, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a free for all.
0: Yeah, because then you're eating like three pieces of cheesecake at, at, with dinner Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, and you know, and you're just not stopping because it's just we get in these uh, habits that we go back to ha- old habits that aren't the greatest. Um. All right. So i wanted to touch on that just because i know we both have experienced it and um and, it, and it's good for other people to hear because in the community often you just hear the highlights and not the the neg- the what maybe negative things or like the setbacks that we have because everybody has them they just don't talk about them half the time um so it's almost a new year which means i know a lot of people are gonna be looking at 75 hard in january once again and one thing you did last year that i thought was really good like i thought was an awesome idea was you did this version of the program that you came up with called 75 on. Can you just describe that a little bit for people so they know kind of the difference between 75 hard and 75 on?
1: Yeah. So I was looking to jumpstart myself. It was actually last like March less, maybe even later than that. Um, And I was seeing everybody doing 75 hard. Like maybe this is the jumpstart I need. And I was talking to my buddy, John Ziegler, who's a very funny comedian, but also um, 20 something years as a personal trainer. And he was like, "One," and I was telling him, "Like you know, it's two a days." And it's he goes, "Why don't you try going to the gym two days a week instead of just two a days? You're gonna hurt yourself." He goes, "You're going to hurt yourself." And so I was like, "You know what? Let me come up with something that maybe is very challenging, but still, you know, is doable." Because to me, I think you know, anybody who says they did seventy five hard, without you know not, not compl- you know with, without messing up the first go around i think it's lying i mean it, it's and that's just me i mean listen it, it's, it's hard i didn't even finish my own challenge i hurt i got hurt during my own challenge like 37 days in 38 days in um so mine is it's 75 days of you have to be on some kind of program doesn't have to be weight watchers or It's basically just watching what you eat, you know, making sure you're having, um, you know, sensible diet and there's no cheat days, like 75 hard, the same thing. Um, You have to read at least 10 pages of nonfiction or 15 pages. I forget which one it was um, of nonfiction. I like that one. That was actually a good one because it actually got me to read. Yeah, there we go right there, the books. Um, And one thing I added was you have to say like something nice about yourself. I like Every that. Day. Yeah. Because we, you know, I feel like with a challenge like 75 hard. You can get very down on yourself. And I actually talked to a friend of mine who they said to me, they because they got hurt or they stopped around the same time I did. And their thing was like, I failed. I'm like, you didn't fail. I said for 30 something days, you worked out twice a week, you tw- twice a day. You drank a gallon of water a day. You read. You did all these amazing things for 30 something days in a row. How is that a failure to me? That's not a failure had a stumble like for me, too. Like I did 37, 38 days and I, I got hurt. I physically couldn't work out anymore, you know, and mm-hmm. um, but I looked at it that way, too. Like for 30 something days like over a month, I read, which I never do. Um, I I was I did no cheat days. I drank my water. I did all these good things and I'm proud of anybody who can complete anything like that. I mean, I've seen people actually make their own like 30 days, like 30 days or 10 days even. You know,
0: yeah, yeah I've seen a few people do the uh, like they take like a break after like the first like third of the like they do it sure. in kind of mean, thirds, which just makes sense too.
1: The line is there's no rules. Like that's yeah. the whole thing is like this is what this is the outline. I did it because I wanted people to feel successful and not like a failure. Like that to me is like the worst thing you can do while you're doing a weight loss journey is have more is have something that makes you feel like a failure. And listen, if you if I was like you know super in shape, if I had like zero point one percent body fat, if my abs looked like a you know um, like a washboard, if I had like an eight pack, and I was shredded and I was running marathons for in my spare time then yes, 75 hard would have been, you know, a fun challenge. And I've seen people do it. And I listen, if you, if people get through that, I have so much respect for them. i not putting the thing down. What I'm putting down is the emphasis on failure associated with it. That if you don't complete this, you failed at something which you didn't, you did something more than most people will do. And that's why I think that's one of the reasons why I started mine.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I've seen a lot of people say, you know, I failed the, 75 hard is because i'll put the image of the failed stamp or whatever on yeah, on, it, on it right yeah a- and I'll, always, I'll see it and then i remember there was one person i saw that said i ended my journey on 75 hard at whatever they were at like 40 yeah. 50 days whatever and i kind of like that version better because it's not like you failed it you just it just oh, ended right because like, you didn't get there or like um one of my friends on, on instagram and who i met in real life and she's been on the podcast rob uh, my way to history he uh last um almost 200 days ago now um he would have been doing like this walking challenge right I've seen and, that yeah, i follow him on Instagram. yeah and he, he got that he, he always gives me credit because he took that from me um but uh he he had hit like so many days in a row he was trying to hit a year and then all of a sudden he missed like by like something like minuscule like 10 steps from hitting like his number yeah. and so he had to start all over and he and, and he he but he when he did it he didn't say that he failed he just said oh, i missed like i just didn't yeah. Hit my number and he just didn't check it and didn't know.
1: Yeah, because no failure. But he,
0: yeah, because yeah, he was still he was doing fifteen thousand stuff a day and he had like 14, yeah. 900, 990 or something.
1: something. But how's that? And even that day, how's that a failure?
0: It, it, it's not, and and, and but, but the, it's all about the mindset shift that we all uh, get. He's in had a great to
1: too. Like I've seen him, him, he's uh, always in a good mood, um, always positive. But I mean, he appears to be, you know, in. He, he's like, also an Eagles fan. Well, that's another strike again, Yeah, I one strike against him. Um. Listen, yeah, it's not you. I mean, you chose that life. You I chose, chose that life. We we, we, we were born into it. Balls. Yeah, I chose winning Super Bowls. So. <sighs> okay. Uh chose. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> big
0: deal. Thanks. Um. So, kind of getting towards the end of the show here. Um. I always like to ask each uh, guest like a hobby or interest not related to weight loss that they uh, enjoy or they they like to do or be part of. What would you say yours is?
1: I'm um, a cigar smoker and I enjoy it it's uh kind of like my meditation uh social you know it's social it's it you also very solitude um it helps clear my mind relieve stress uh and I enjoy it I you know I, I started with cigars I was in my 20 actually I was a teenager when I first like started and then like i got into it my 20s and i went back and forth with it but just recently in the last like five years or so um got back into it again and for me i just enjoy the whole process of you know either with if it's with family or friends or going down to the my local cigar lounge and being a part of that um to me that that's that's a good way for me to uh unwind and uh kind of like break down you know let the day break down and and you know just relax awesome
0: yeah I'm not, I'm not not my hobby but i have a few friends that also do it um yeah. and, and and they say similar things like it's just a nice hobby to like it's a nice thing that they can do to relax and like just um do whenever they can um and i i, I know i've seen you uh on some posts you share uh or you're watching aew uh rampage or dynamite big, on your big wrestling fan tablet
1: well. yeah i'm uh I'll go. I'll bring it down, and that the cigar lounge, like I'll do everything down. I'll write. I'll watch wrestling on my iPad, or I'll, I'll um, you know, watch movies, or I'll just talk with the guys. I mean, it's it's to me, it's it's um. It's funny. I I always describe the lounge like it's nineteen eighty seven, like there's no politically correct. There's, there's there's no PC environment. Um, it's a place where people can go and just be themselves and and talk freely and um you know it's 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 a fun hang and again i'll I'll watch wrestling while i'm down there too uh because i'm a big wrestling fan wrestling is on there too you can add wrestling watching sports um you know all those things that tie into and they tie in together because there's tvs there so i'm constantly watching games down there too
0: yeah yeah for sure and uh yeah and and just just having that that atmosphere you can just speak free with speak freely and not worried about getting like somebody freaked out. Cause you said yeah. something that's offensive might be offensive to them in some stupid way. Um, it, It's always a nice place to be because you know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, So, all right, cool. Um, I haven't had anybody talk about cigars yet. So that's, that's a, that's a new one. I had plenty of pro wrestling and sports, but
1: yeah, well, I mean, listen, it's, and I get, I get crap for it. Um, I got a DM one time from somebody who's on weight watchers. And they told me that, um, you know, it's unhealthy and that I should, shouldn't should do it. Then I went to their page and I saw them like, you know, in every other post drinking the liquor store. So I said yeah. to them, I said, maybe that's not the healthiest thing you could do. And listen, I, and I'm not saying they're healthy, I'm, but I'm saying I, everybody needs a vice and everybody, you can't be perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm responsible with it. Um, I don't give them the minors. <laughs> I don't like, you know, I'm not like pushing on anybody. I, I just everybody's got their thing i don't i'm not a drinker um i don't do drugs to me how i relax after a hard day at work i like to sit back watch a game and have a cigar and if that's you know might hurt anybody I'm.
0: yeah if you're that. not hurting anybody, anybody it doesn't really affect anybody i'm not putting
1: it out on someone's face i mean it's yeah
0: I, I always i always love the dms that you get when it's like you're just living like doing your thing. And then somebody's oh, like
1: ha- ha- has to slide in there and just give you their negative uh, opinion. Somebody told me that the cigars are making me gain weight. That's why I'm gaining weight. And I was like, well, am not eating them? I said, I, I said, maybe it's the cake and donuts that I'm eating. Maybe that's making me gain weight. And like, no, it's the cigars. I'm like, well, there's no calories in them. It's literally.
0: Usually, least, usually people that take in like, you know, cigars or cigarettes or whatever. Usually they're losing weight. Yeah yeah awesome that's amazing yeah uh, <laughs> all right so to wrap up the show I always like to have uh, everyone go through the uh, what I call Brett's corner five questions everybody gets the same um, number one what movie TV show or event are you most excited for in the coming year
1: one I'm actually just waiting for I haven't seen it the new Ghostbusters um, my brother saw it loved it and I'm waiting. This, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. And second to that is the Spider-Man movie. So those are the two things I'm really excited for.
0: Very cool. I just saw Ghostbusters a couple days ago uh, with my brother when, uh, right? On Black, um, Black, no, Thanksgiving night. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I agree with your brother's assessment. Okay. I really liked it.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that and the new Spider-Man movie because Toby Maguire is going to be in it. Um, to me, he's yeah. a new Spider-Man. I don't so,
0: so, so tomorrow tickets go on sale and I'm pretty sure they're going to release a trailer with them in it, with all three Spider-Men.
1: Oh yeah, they're gonna sell some tickets. Be,
0: be, be, they're not gonna sell some tickets. They're gonna sell all the tickets.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, so I saw a thing with Toby McGuire. I think it was like TMZ or something. They're like, "Hey, Toby." He's like, "Hey, like, are you in the Spider-Man movie?" And He's like, "No." <laughs> like he was like then like you know he's
0: <laughs> the only one that's confused me is uh, Andrew Garfield because he's really emphatically been saying he's not in it, and, <clears throat> and but he's almost convincing. Like he's not There's just no like no the way normal. they
1: did this with bringing back Jamie Foxx and these other villains that were in those movies without him in it, they they can't. Yeah. Everybody, so, everybody's gonna be in this movie. So so, so
0: so what I'm thinking is, um, the moment where he where Doctor Strange says, "I can't hold them," they're coming through. Yes. That's when they show up. Yes. I feel like, I, like, like not, Yeah, and uh, and I can't wait to see. I I, I just want to see uh, like Tom Hardy's Venom like eat Topher Grace's Venom. Yeah, that would make that would be great because that Venom sucked.
1: Solve a lot of issues I have yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Number two, um, what are two non health related goals you have for the next year
1: to not, um, to grow the podcast. That's one. It's always, you know, um, for me making that podcast better and bigger than what it is. Uh, and I, you know, this is going with that. I'd like to take it on the road, so to speak, where are incorporate like a comedy show with the podcast and that type of thing, that's a goal I've had for a while. Um, Another goal is uh, um, to get to, and this is going to sound stupid because it's, it's you know, but it's to get to the New Islanders arena um, and be comfortable. Because, and I guess that kind of fits in with the health thing, but um, I grew up in the Coliseum, the National Coliseum. Like that was my home. That was like, I'm, lo- I'm losing a, a piece of my childhood with the Islanders not playing there anymore. It, it, you know, people don't realize like, you know, the attachment we had to that place, you know, we call it the barn for a reason, and we call it the barn for like, you know, it's like, you know, for us, it's our dump. You know, people can call it a dump. It was our place. And um, are, are are they demol- Did they demolish it, or are they demolishing no, it's it? it's gonna be open, but like, there's no reason to go there really. I mean, nothing's going They Nothing's, Nothing, gonna, be nothing's gonna be there, right? Yeah. So they're not gonna demolish it. There's a lot have things there, but the Islanders aren't there. And like we always like say, we, we were raised in a barn. Like that was our, you know, mm. our thing. So I want to go to the New Islanders arena. Um, and I guess it's going to have to kind of be like a, a, a health thing because I, I want to do it and be comfortable there. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's I'm not going to be able to go right away because I'm still like, you know, moving and getting my finances. You know, I'm paying twice the amount of rent I was paying before. So I'm trying to get everything mm-hmm. wrapped around that. So when I go, I do want to do it right. You know, I want to sit very close. I want to, you know, experience everything. So that's, uh, and I guess the non weight loss goal for me is to cool. sit and watch a game really close at the UBS arena.
0: Yeah. When you mentioned the, that your, it was your dump, it reminded me of when we had the vet in Philly, because until yeah. that thing was demolished, it, that was like our dump. And then when you even watching it get demolished on TV and seeing it and you're kind of like, even though you knew how much of a hole that place was, like it seeing it demolished is part of like childhood because because you were you always saw it.
1: Yeah, like my and, friend... and, and then
0: driving down, I would just, I went to some Sixers games like right after it got demolished and just seeing that rubble sitting there in a parking lot.
1: A friend of mine went to the Islanders game recently, one of the first ones I had there, and he goes, the "Place is beautiful. It was amazing." He goes, "It's kind of weird that the Islanders play here, <laughs> like, you know, because we have been like the redheaded stepchild to the Rangers. You know, we are like the secondary team in New York." We've been a joke for a lot of years. We almost got scam- – uh, someone else bought the team on a scam. Like, there's been a lot of things that happened with this team that if you're an Islanders fan, you're from Long Island, there's a, there's a, there's a special attachment to it, like, you know, it's your team. And um, so seeing them have, like, their own – like, this, this amazing place to play, it's, it's awesome because, you know, it's we almost lost the team over, you know, not having a building. Um, team could have been in Montreal or Kansas City by now.
0: Yeah, so, like, one of the things um, that I, so I'm not, I don't keep up with the Islanders by any means. Um, And for a while, I thought, like, it almost seemed like they were going to move to Brooklyn.
1: They did. They, they uh, what happened was, so the, the owner, this guy, Charles Wong, bought the team in the early 2000s, and he owned this company called Computer Associates. He had a lot of money, and he put. A lot into the team and the islanders were it was a bad situation because like he didn't even get money from his concessions. Like that's a bad deal that the kind they had with the Coliseum. Like the that's the county got the concessions. So he was like, Well, we need a state-of-the-art building. And he had this idea they called the lighthouse project. He was gonna build a new arena, apartments, shops, and this huge building that would be like the lighthouse. They called the light, that's what they called the lighthouse project. And the county like shot it down because they weren't there they gonna get money for it. it became very political there was a vote and the vote was like the, the people didn't want it the taxes because nassau county is very high tax rate to begin with people did not want their taxes to go up to to get this building and the islanders didn't have a place to play and brooklyn the barclay center kind of came in at the 11th hour and we're like yeah you can play here and Everybody hated going there to watch games. It's, it's made for basketball. The scoreboard wasn't even centered to the, uh, you know, if you're sitting in the stands. The scoreboard was off to the right. Uh, the, the players said the ice was horrible. And eventually they went back to the Coliseum until this new place was built. And, you know, John Ledecky bought the team from, from Charles Wong and, and you know, we carried on that the play. The, we're going to get a home. And they did. He found an amazing place in Belmont, which is not, you know, Horrible place to get to Um, And they built an amazing arena Awesome
0: yeah I So so little of it Like was well known I I just saw them when they Moved to Brooklyn they're playing in Brooklyn and I was like oh, Okay maybe that's where they'll play it because
1: If you want to get a better understanding what like being an Islanders fan is there's a 30 for 30 uh, about John Spano Who tried to buy this team um, By With scam and uh, Kevin Connolly From Entourage did it and it's really good. And you'll understand like what that, you know, why, you know, the kind of attachment that Long Islanders have to the place and the Coliseum and stuff like that.
0: All right, cool. I'll have to check it out. Um, and when you said that they, like you're kind of like the second rate team to the Rangers, it's almost like being a Mets
1: fan. Yeah. My brother actually calls the Islanders the ice Mets. That's what he <laughs> means.
0: I like that. The ice Mets. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So question number three, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you
1: give them? Uh, I would just say, you know, motivation is a funny thing. Um, I would say, be your own motivation. Don't, you know, don't put your weight loss, uh, the number as your motivation, you be your own motivation. What do you want to get out of this? What do you want? And don't put it on a number. Um, I would tell people that these things happen. No, one's a hundred percent balls to the wall 24 7 there's going to be times where it's going to be a fight and then the third piece of advice is the advice my dad has given me about weight loss and anything else really my whole life is that um the time's going to go by anyway and what are you going to do with it because he goes no matter what happens time will go by you can't stop that it's what you do with it that really counts i like it
0: yeah it, very sage advice there at the end he's a very smart man yeah uh, all right. Number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most?
1: Uh, how much fight I have in me. I never knew I was as much of a fighter because I was always very passive with everything. Like, you know, um, with relationships, anything I gave up easily. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. I'm by nature. I'm a lazy person. And I never realized that I had this much fight in me. Um, that surprises me. The, the willingness to not give up and to keep fighting and to keep pardon the expression moving forward it really that surprises me because i give up a lot of things i've given up school i've given up you know myself a lot but um the fact that i can't stop this you know and it just that that is the biggest surprise to me
0: yeah i it's funny when i got asked this question similarly on another podcast i said my drive so i can kind of uh, relate to that yeah. answer a lot because it's it's true. It's when when you've given up so many times on yourself throughout your life, like when you finally can do something like that, that's that amazing. It it impresses you. Um, all right, so final question. I mean, it might be a bonus question, but final question: If in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be, and what would the blurb tell us about Anthony?
1: Miserable and magical. That'd be the name of the book. And the, the blurb would be um, a comedian who's unpleasant and somehow makes somebody laugh.
0: <laughs> I like it. I thought for sure you were going to go with Keep Moving Forward.
1: No, Miserable and Magical. That's miserable right. and Magical. All right. If you guys don't know me really from the before the uh, weight loss days. Um, you talk to any Long Island comedian. And they will give you the inside scoop about the, um, the miserable and magical of myself. Um, that was actually one of my hashtags I used to use all the time, miserable and magical. Because I really, um, I have I have a short fuse a little bit. Um, I also don't, I, I don't tolerate like, you know, fakeness or BS or anything like that. And as when you get into comedy, there's a lot of open micers who they're all about climbing and, you know, trying to get ahead and just also, you know, full of it, <clears throat> excuse me. So when that's coming at me, I just have no filter and I just, you know, say what I want to say or make the face I want to face, you know, make so miserable. I, like
0: really I like it. My, my, my biggest problem is when I have those BS moment dealing with BS is not rolling my eyes because it's always my, uh,
1: same thing. My, you might tell. Talk. Yeah, you got it. Like, I'm there was um, people were watching the video. Is this going to be like a video of it or?
0: Yeah, it'll or be on YouTube. Okay,
1: one night I was at one of the comedy clubs and this guy was just chewing my ear off and I was not interested and I didn't realize I was doing this. I was just going I guess I was like, uh, I was like making the face. I was like, uh, and the guy who was video. My friend was videotaping me and showed it to me afterwards. He goes, "You cannot even try. You're like, look at this." He goes, "You're made. the guy." <laughs> and the guy's still talking to me. And I was like, "Ah!" As he's talking, I was like, "It's gonna like pain."
0: Yeah, I, I I was sitting in a I was in a meeting with somebody the one time, and like I literally rolled my eyes like four or five times. And I I used one as a kid when I, growing up in the back to wrestling, growing up in like the Attitude Era. I I, I would usually get to my like, I could get the Undertaker eyes almost like I almost yeah. get there. And, and, but I found myself doing like that a lot to people. And somebody one time just pointed out, like, you, you know, you roll, roll your eyes like eight times during that meeting. I was like, and I, I didn't even realize it because I've just do it so instinctively. And it, it's one of those things where trying to work on it. So I, I don't like do you, it. I feel like <laughs> I almost just close my eyes. If I feel it coming.
1: Yeah.
0: I just close my eyes for like a few seconds just so I don't <laughs> so they don't see me rolling them. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right. Um, bonus question is and i've asked this to the last person on the show as well um what was your favorite christmas gift you got as a kid since we're gonna coming up to christmas here in a few weeks
1: my favorite christmas gift as a like like a toy or like you know what, what age range
0: any age up to up to 18 up to 18
1: um oh, that's a hard one um Favorite Christmas gift, I'm trying to think back Um, I think it was a tie Between like getting like a new Like I got like a BMX type bike Like when I was a kid And to me that was like I don't know if you know the movie Rad Rad? No I I don't Dating myself here (laughs) Um, And I thought I was in the movie Rad with this bike It was awesome It was like you know Hopping curbs and stuff like that Uh, The second one I got a pair of Air Jordans in sixth, sixth grade, and I thought I was the coolest thing ever, and I wasn't. But <laughs> those was Air Jordans were amazing! Uh,
0: awesome, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I got a bike one year, but not 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 a BMX, but yeah, yeah like um,
1: a, yeah, like a BMX bike. It was like you know, it was blue and white, it was, it was awesome,
0: awesome, awesome, cool. Um, and I know you kind of touched on that. You're a comedian. Do you have any like uh, upcoming dates you're going to be doing anything?
1: Nothing, nothing yet. No, it's, um, I've been really focusing on podcasting this since the pandemic. Um, it's kind of the comedy has been kind of slow for me, and I've been also kind of like cherry picking my dates and what I'm doing. Um, because like coming out of it, you know, there was a situation here on the island that I wasn't happy in, and I kind of removed myself from that. So I take, gigs now that i'm going to be happy in and and kind of looking at more that way and podcasting has really been my most focal my my my, all my efforts are going into at the moment sounds
0: good yeah i mean makes total sense uh so awesome um so if anyone wanted to reach out to you on instagram tiktok twitter where can they find you
1: good okay um (laughs) they, they can find me over at comic anthony d that's my that's where to get me
0: Awesome. I will include that in the show notes of this episode as well as probably a link to that 30 for 30 because I, 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 I want to go see it now because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love 30 for 30s. They're yeah. always it's, it's almost really always good. great. Um, so, so I want to thank everybody for listening or watching this episode. Always. end, you made it. Make sure you check it. Check out the show notes. Like I said, uh, be sure to check out my website, becomingbred.com. One day it'll be updated. You can follow at Becoming Bread on Instagram and Twitter and the show uh, at Becoming More Pod on Instagram. Till next time, give us a five star review or do you mean what you think about the show? And make sure you come back next week to learn how we can all become more.